Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. Lots to cover this morning. I'm Michelle Martin. We'll take a look at the health of the U.S. stock market. President of investment advisory firm Market Extremes, Hayes Martin, says the U.S. stock market's internal health is now worse than at any time since October 2018. So is the U.S. market showing signs of decline? Also, U.S. consumer prices increased by the most in 13 years in June. This amid supply constraints and a continued rebound in costs of travel-related services. So where are money managers moving cash into as a hedge against inflation? And of course, you've heard of the global semiconductor crisis. Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing, the world's largest contract chip maker, says it expects the ship shortage that has hampered car makers to start easing in the next few months. So is TSMC in good stead in this particular context of the global semiconductor shortage. And as the space race continues, Jeff Bezos set to visit outer space as well. Uh, we ask, what is a space race all about? So plenty of questions to put to Swapnil Mishra. He's head of private wealth at Crystal AI. How are you doing this Monday morning, Swapnil? Good morning. Good morning. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. Good to speak with you. All right, let's first start with your take on Hayes Martin's prediction. So he says a correction of 10% could happen mid-August and that the market's internal health is now worse than at any time since October 2018. That was when we saw the start of a 20% decline in the S&P 500, a 26% decline in the small cap Russell 2000 as well. So... um, um, what do you think of this forecast of a decline of 10% or more for the leading U.S. stock indices? I guess I would start you know, by looking at where are we today in the context of the first half of the year. So if you see S&P in the first half, uh, it has got a performance of about 14%, which is, the, which is the second best first half performance since 1998. Mm. Wow. Uh, that's that's very strong, right, mm. in terms of the performance in the first six months. Mm-hmm. So if, if it's up 14% for the year and if it gives up, you know, even if it gives up 10%, uh, let's assume that the prediction is correct. I mean, after being up 14% to be down 10% is, is, uh, is hardly an element of concern or we wouldn't even call it a sell-off. It would be called a correction and going by the track record of the dips in most of this year, every dip has attracted uh, you know, buying in. So I would say whether the prediction is correct or not, so of course, fundamentally, it's very difficult to predict. Mm-hmm. But I would say uh, the two statements don't kind of go well together. There is, If there is a serious problem with the health and if there is a prediction of 10%, it's, it's, that's, I mean, doesn't add up. Right, right, right. So, I mean, looking away from the 10%, are you saying then that the internals are pretty good, that you're still seeing markets firing on all cylinders, so to speak? So I would, I mean, two things we are observing, and this is again, uh, you know, each year uh, as, as managers, money managers, there is a learning that happens. Mm. And right now what we are observing is, the speed at which some of the you know, rotation is happening across value, across tech, 
so you know in january tech was the darling by yep. february and march tech nobody wanted mm-hmm. now you know technology has again come back if you see you know google microsoft app you know all of these stocks are uh, racing through uh, in terms of the performance so one i would say earnings expectations i think that will be that will set the pace for the next quarter because we'll have results coming out i think apple is this month amazon will be there so once the results start coming out yep. it will instill that confidence that this is not just you know running on fumes but there is actual earnings to support these uh, numbers or on the uh-huh. flip side a sign as to which stocks have been overvalued for some time now based on those yes. earnings yeah Absolutely. So high PE stocks, and I think that's where it adds up. That high PE stocks mm-hmm. will be vulnerable because if they don't stack up, I mean, if you see, just just take a look at like you know some stocks. Let's say Moderna. Okay. If you see the consensus view, everyone thinks that the stock should be down thirty percent, and the stock is only going one way up. So at some point, there will be this you know correction that either uh, the data will surprise everyone and market will continue to go up, or the stock will correct because it's a very high PE stock, and at some point. Uh, people you know don't don't like it as much all right well speaking of moderna we're going to go there then it's moderna is set to join the s&p 500 index at the start of trading july 21st so two days time moderna will replace alexion pharmaceuticals how do you see this impacting the stock and more broadly why is this such a major milestone for companies and fundamentally it's a milestone because it automatically attracts a whole bunch of you know exchange traded funds or passively managed funds or index funds they all have to buy into the stock so i think that is the fundamental reason why just the announcement or a confirmation is seen as a sign of new buyers and that's positive when the stock typically pops so we saw i think in case of moderna it was combination of 7% and then you know out off market about 5% so nicely up uh, on that news uh in case of moderna the other interesting aspect was the i would say the generosity of the committee because for tesla they made tesla demonstrate i think two quarters uh, but in case of moderna they have said <laughs> they have done it faster so mm-hmm. that's i mean i guess investors uh, should be happy about that there there is confidence uh, on the back of of course the success with the vaccine Okay. Well, thanks for that. Let's move on uh, to the next bit. We're talking about, we've been talking about inflation for the longest time and we've seen prices for goods heading up in the U.S. Highest inflation spike in 13 years. U.S. consumer prices seeing a continued rebound in the cost of travel-related services from pandemic depressed levels. Used cars and trucks. Americans want to get around. They want to travel. Uh, the prices of used cars and trucks accounting for more than a third of a surge in prices. Well, that's what we've seen recently. And yet the yield on the benchmark uh, treasury note remaining depressed, so to speak. So if inflation is a concern, why are we seeing bond yields should be rising, right? So not falling. Absolutely. With, with many investors worried about inflation, the yield currently around 1.27% for the 10-year US treasury note. So what's happening there? I think uh, the short term you know spike in terms of the treasury and then this yield going down compression is could be a technical thing mm. but I do agree that fundamentally inflation concerns uh, have been you know kind of surfacing every now and then mm-hmm. and uh, probably there are two camps in this and and I think the market is selecting uh, to 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 say that it's a transitionary thing so while you know while you have people like let's say the you know the former treasury secretary summers 
who has been you know constantly uh, you know repeating this whole point that alarm bells around inflation and this is something which is according to him this is not making sense but market is going with what powell has been saying mm-hmm. and fed has been taking that very very clear stand that it is transitionary and they do not see that as a concern so we are still on track for one hike next year and more hikes only in 2023 and that's the reading of the market uh, in terms of going with what the uh, fed is saying now prices of the second hand cars you know lumber prices mm-hmm. i think that I mean, those are uh, short-term spikes and corrections that can happen just out of the excitement, right? I mean, tomorrow if they announce in Singapore that you can travel, uh, everyone will be taking a ferry and going to, if not anywhere, at least to Bintan. That's true. <laughs> that is true. The nearest place we can all head to for a resort. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think that that consumption-led uh, jump in, uh, in in inflation data. or in prices of certain things like you know hotel prices uh, airline prices uh, second hand cars people spending on food and beverage in in when they are traveling uh, those are spikes i i do i think fed and the market both are in agreement that mm-hmm. this is a transitionary thing so inflation is not a big concern okay given that if it is transitory where do you see money managers moving into as a hedge against possible inflation so couple of things which are done of course commodities historically has been a good hedge against inflation so mm-hmm. both agri commodities and things like copper gold silver to some extent not necessarily then of course you have your inflation protected uh, you know etfs that are available there's there's one that i came across uh, just called ivol us uh, it's an etf Mm-hmm. and it about 80% of that portfolio is in treasury uh, you know inflation protected uh, instruments and uh, so yeah so that's something which uh, can be made a part of a portfolio depending on the the, the degree of concern that investors may have on inflation All right. Let's switch to another area of concern and that is the global semiconductor shortage. As an investor, what are you looking to monitor here? I think see semiconductor space has always been I mean I, I, applied material as a stock was something that I personally tracked 20 years back and even today applied material as a stock is I mean these these stocks or this uh, industry has such a strong influence on other industries Absolutely. and the linkages so yeah. so yeah so I I think it cannot be ignored uh, it's it's a very important one and now we have reached a point where it is not just about demand supply and capacities mm. we have to navigate through the entire political you know uh, challenges and yes. landmines where uh, there is china competing for self reliance there is you know us which is trying to defend uh, the you know the capacities and the technology that they have and then of course countries like taiwan which are kind of caught in the middle so so yeah so I, i would say it's a very important uh, industry and to be watched and how each of these players are going to kind of navigate through this as they build uh, capacities All the right. shortage is definitely there from an investor perspective we know that TSMC uh, Taiwan semiconductor is on track to increase output of at least microcontrollers used in cars by about 60% this year compared to last and this according to an earnings call put out last Thursday but the broader semiconductor shortage even its chief executive acknowledged could persist till 2022 so when you look at TSMC business is it in a good position now from an investor's perspective or do you think TSMC is likely to be caught in tensions those geopolitical tensions that you mentioned between the US and China 
I, I think while uh, from a political point of view, it's caught in the middle. The fact that they have uh, production and and there is a you know this is something where there is shortage and and on the shortage there is there is you know there is agreement. Even uh, uh, Intel CEO Pat Gelsinger he said the same thing that it's going to last for another two years. So I think the stock is going to uh, benefit from that because political headwinds tend to be temporary in nature by by, by very nature I mean, in terms of. Uh, uh, they, they will try to do a few things here and there, but ultimately they are making a product for which there is a demand and there is a shortage. So uh, it's going to be, uh, I think it's good for the company in terms of the shortage. Okay, let's head off to space. It's about time you and I headed to space, Swapnil. We haven't talked about this ever. <laughs> a Blue Origin will launch its first crewed mission July 20th to fly billionaire founder Jeff Bezos and three other passengers to suborbital space and back. We know Richard Branson's been to space. I keep seeing him on, on <laughs> TV screens all over the place. Uh, rich people have done this before, but Branson and Bezos didn't just pay for their ticket they paid for the spaceships so i guess the discussion right now given the state of the world it it is a common area to vent when it comes to billionaires couldn't they be spending their money helping make the world a better place as opposed to looking beyond earth and you know looking outside much much further so what do you think from branson to bezos to musk is the billionaire space race really about the rest of us in any way is this about space travel or what do you think waste of space waste of time <laughs> it's, it's interesting <laughs> you know they are comparing the windows of the two uh, aircraft. <laughs> so <laughs> i think i think branson has more number of windows each passenger gets two and for bezos the window is less but it is bigger in size <laughs> <laughs> comparing windows, comparing the view, <laughs> comparing the view exactly. You know, so how how it looks. Uh, no, but, I mean, I, I would say as a species, and here I'm 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 not taking a cynical view. I think as a species, you know, whatever fifty thousand years back, you know, people left the African continent and then they moved to various parts of the the planet. Then you know, come fifteen, sixteen, seventeen century, people got onto ships and went to various parts of the world. So I think exploration is a is a natural uh, thing for uh, for for people to do now of course there's that element of affordability that i would love to explore space but obviously if i don't have the money uh, they have the money to put behind in terms of uh, the exploration and i think there is value in that because y- you can't have a i think as human beings we are designed for uh, you know for going where no man has or no person has gone before spoken like that's, a true uh, trekkie <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you know, while of course, and there will be, you know, like I think Bernie Sanders was quite unhappy about it. That he also tweeted that <laughs> the richest guys in the world are going off to outer space. Uh, I, I see this as something that may have an impact in the next, you know, twenty, thirty years in terms of technology, in terms of uh, you know the kind of new things that will get added, and uh, it cannot just be compared by whether the money has to be put to good use or not. I think that's that's a very narrow. Uh, Yeah, well, there is an opportunity cost and we do have pressing problems right here on Earth. And that is big money that's going to outer space. But like you say, 
you know, I mean, who knows what the knock-on effects of the the fines when it comes to this exploration or even just the journey of getting to explore suborbital space, you know, what that could yes. lead to, quite apart from, you know, space travel uh, being made affordable for all of us, right? So, yeah, yeah I see where Absolutely. you're coming from there. All right, Swapnil, I'm going to leave you to enjoy the rest of your Monday. Thank you so much for your views this morning. Thank you so much. And just I, before we leave the yes. song for the... Oh, yes, the of course, our song. You know, we always ask Swapnil what's on his playlist that reflects the market. So what should we be listening to? I was thinking of Paradise City and I like the first line, you know, Guns N' Roses <laughs> take me to Paradise City where the markets are up and inflation is under control. <laughs> I think that's what we want. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely said. I wish I had that to play. I'm going to look for it now. Sapnil Mishra, head of private wealth at Crystal AI. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.